Hello and welcome to Weekly Weird News, it brought you in association with the cutting of the boy in the post with Apocalypse. I'm Ben, and as always I'm joined by Mike Hello. and Claire. Hey. And this week we're going to dissect some of the madness we found across the net this week. Or just all the damn right weirdness. Yeah. Because yeah. wherever you are, there's always something going on that's fucking crazy. Like this where Shakira has been attacked by a pair of wild boars. Fucking yeah. hell. I know, it's fucking mental. They just turned up at a gig, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what's going to happen. Downfall Society, you're going to have gangs of roaming pigs attacking you. Pop star Shakira says she was the victim of a random attack by a pair of wild boars while walking in a park in Barcelona with her eight-year-old son. The Colombian singer and it said the animals attacked her before seizing her bag and retreating with it into the woods. She gets for going to the VIP area is that you're free reign round all the zoos and that. They, they try and sue the, the zoos. Mm. No, this is literally just in a park. Park? Yeah. Wild boars, yeah. Yeah, it's just, just walking to the park. Yeah, a bag stolen by a pair of wild boars. Is it weren't radioactive? <laughs> that we know of. Yeah, that we know of. She shared the bizarre tale in a series of Instagram stories on Wednesday. Holding the now recovered but torn bag towards the camera, she said, Look at how two wild boars attacked me in my in the park and have left my bag. They're taking my bag to the woods with a mobile phone in it and they've destroyed everything. Well, I'm sure she can buy with a mobile phone and another bag. She's not sure if you bob, is she? No. She then uh, turned to her son, whose father is the Barcelona footballer Gerard Piquet, and said, Milan, tell the truth. Say your mummy stood up to the wild boar. <laughs> Shakira is the latest victim of the increasingly aggressive hogs which have invaded the Catalan capital in recent years. Oh. Cool, I'll have to look into that. I didn't, I didn't know they were having uh, wild boar problems. Yeah, in 2016 they received 1,187 phone calls about wild hogs attacking dogs, plundering cat feeders, holding up traffic and running into cars in the city. Jesus. Oh, my God. In 2013, one city police officer attempted to take charge of the problem himself and shot at a boar with his service evolved but missed and hit his partner instead. What? No. <laughs> what a dick. How'd you manage that? And of all the things to fucking hit, you'd have to hit the guy you work with. Yeah. Maybe he just didn't like him. It was an excuse. Yeah, maybe it was, yeah. That boar's attacking you. Yeah? <laughs> it's <nowhere> near me. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Oh, it's crazy. Boars are, boars are big in Spain. They're coming back. They're attacking people in the park. Yeah. So they could take down bulls, but not boars. Yeah, they don't do a running of the boars, should they? They should do a running of the boars instead. Like, boars are the problem. Save the boars. Yeah, stick the kids in the room. <laughs> <laughs> they're all about reintroducing them here. Boars. I don't fancy that walking over here one night and attacked by a pair of boars. And wolves. <coughs> and wolves. And bears. And better, it's going to invite them all back, aren't they? <laughs> Bloody Brexit. Well, it's part of our natural ecosystem, you see. It was till we yeah, killed we, them in medieval yeah. times. We used to do bear baiting and shit. And... Why do they all need jackets, Mike? I don't think bears are a good thing, and nor are wars. They needed jackets back in the day. Oh, yeah. They're you know. yeah, beef jerkins. <laughs> <laughs> beef jerkins. <laughs> yeah. It's a line in Shakespeare, we used to call it, I don't know. Shakespeare, innit? Back in them days, you used to talk gobbledygook, as I'm concerned. You know, he's one of the greatest writers the English language has ever known, but Mike says, this spoke gobbledygook. It's gobbledygook, innit? It is a bit backward, but you can't, <laughs> you can't make it. No, no, I do appreciate it. No, I'm taking the piss. Of course I appreciate it. He even wrote it in... What's that verse he wrote it in? I don't know. 
what's it called? Pentam Blood Verse or something? I don't know. He wrote it in some kind of verse, anyway, didn't he? Yeah. It's just incredible the way he did it. Yeah. And the stories are fantastic, but unfortunately it's written in old English, it's not easy to understand. Especially when you're 15 and you've got to do it for your GCSEs or whatever. The oldie times. And it's like, ugh. Even if he did write it and didn't just plagiarise his works for another guy, yeah. it's a theory. Is it? Yeah, he didn't actually write any of them, he just nicked it all from some other guy. Beavers are back in the UK now. I didn't know they'd left. Yeah. <laughs> wow. They've reintroduced them recently, yeah. But what if bears get into the cities and the towns? Well, do the same that Canada kind of does, don't mm. we? We haven't got guns. I mean, you monitor them, don't you? Oh, we just keep what them in Scotland, his tag? Oh, yeah, we just keep them in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. Along yeah. with the wolves, yeah. They're all got... Scottish bears, you can stay over the border. <laughs> the Scots are hardy people, they can fight off a wolf after 12 pints. <laughs> it, they'll just smash a bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a glassing in the air. <laughs> I don't know if they will do it, but there's been talk of its possibility. I don't know, man. I don't like the idea of like city bears. I don't know, there's city foxes all about the place and you don't even notice them. Yeah, well, they aren't big enough to eat my leg. If you shave a bear's face, you know, you call it the the dog-faced woman. Right. You can make a million. Yeah, I've got to be on, <laughs> got to be in on it with the bear as well, haven't I? Get them drunk, don't they? <laughs> Used to get bears drunk, shave them, their faces. Yeah. Pray them in a freak show as the dog-faced woman. <laughs> the bear's still got to behave, though, hasn't he? He's pissed. Oh, right, yeah, I suppose he's Absolutely would. paralytic, isn't it? If he can control it. Oh, I don't condone it. I don't <laughs> it's been cruel. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> Moving on? Yeah, yeah. My team, my rules. Vice President of Suriname and former rebel leader 60 plays himself as captain for his own team into Moengoatepe. Something. <laughs> Where's that? Some, in, Suriname. Suriname's an African country. Look, he's got a gut on him, hasn't he? Yes. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Suriname 60-year-old vice president named himself as captain for his team in a huge cup game before they were beaten 6-0. <laughs> He's got no professional experience. Ronnie Brunswick. He did sum himself up to 54 minutes, though. Yeah, the damage was probably done by then. <laughs> no, they're only 3-0 down at that point. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Physique yeah. of, uh, of Santa after a few minutes pies. Yes. To be fair, he completed 14 of his 17 attempted passes. That's not too bad. Yes, it's, in all fairness. Yeah, it's great. I think it's hilarious. It's 60s. That's my team. I'm fucking playing. It's the biggest game I've ever had. Oh, my God. Yeah, mental, isn't it? He's a wanted bank robber and grill leader <laughs> for 50 kids. Even the stadium's named after him. Okay. So it's like the Ronnie Brunswick Stadium. I think he's just the richest person in the area. He just owns everything. They're, yeah. all, scared. They're all scared of him. Mm. Yeah, I'd imagine there's a lot to do with that, yeah. There'll be a film about him in a few years, won't there? Well, I think he's showing some tremendous um, some effort there. But in the film... They'll win the football match in the end. They will score the winning goal. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a happy ending. I hope so. <laughs> I do think it's fun. Oh, you'll be fucking happy if you got a cup game, and then the Venkis guy comes out and says I'm captain and plays in midfield. Would <laughs> but you? he wouldn't be allowed to do that in the FA. He'd have to register himself, wouldn't he? Then obviously in this well, scenario, maybe he did secretly. Oh, you don't know. I suppose. <laughs> in this scenario, I think money talks. 
So could you imagine, is he wearing his suit and he just rips it off? <laughs> he's done a John Terry, he's in full kit all the time underneath his clothes. <laughs> I, think, I love it. I think he's got some of the audacity of it. It's incredible. I couldn't understand a friendly. You wouldn't mind then, would you? But a fucking cup game, piss off. And with his physique, <laughs> and the fact that he is 60... He's a heart attack risk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if, he had a, if he'd have had a heart attack and died on the pitch, and have probably executed both teams. Yeah. You're saying Suriname's a bit corrupt? I'm saying the possibilities there, yeah. Even though they've got a freer press than us in Britain. Nothing. Well, it must be a bit corrupt, because there's a bloke who's vice president of the country who's a bank robber and a former <laughs> grill so I'm saying it's a little bit corrupt. And how many papers are in, the, in Suriname? I don't know. How far is the reach? It's all well, that's, well. That's a, what's it's the literacy rate? It's not about that. It's about the standard and the quality of the news. Yeah, but if it's not reaching the people and people can't read it or they're, they're just not bothered, it, it's neither in or there, isn't it? That's, that's true. But and that's, that's weird of mine. It's still freer than us. <laughs> Most of the news is... owned by a right-wing fucking... Barons. Yeah, but most of their news is probably like things are a bit shit. <laughs> it's only gonna get it'll get better one day, we promise. Mm, still better than ours, apparently. Well, well, yeah. well, okay. Right then, so missing drunk man accidentally joins his own search party. Don't think I've ever been that drunk. An inebriated <laughs> Turkish man found himself after he was reported missing, accidentally joined the search party out looking for him. Classic. Yeah, it's a classic move. Behan Mutlu has been reported missing on Tuesday after he failed to return home following a drinking session with friends. He didn't return um, phone calls from the family members who then alerted the authorities to his disappearance. Mutlev, who's 50, wandered into the forest according to the social <laughs> media outlet. A search party was sent to the area and the, am- and the man ended up finding a search party in the woods. He reportedly joined them. You alright? Oh, yeah, you're linked to a search party, is yeah. it? Right, yeah, with you. Some bloke lost himself in the woods. Oh, bloody hell. I'll give you a hand. Today, yeah. So, not, not knowing it, it was him they were looking for, and he helped them search. Several hours. <laughs> hours? Then, he, he, after ages, he's went, who are you looking for? Oh, he only realised when they were looking for him when members of the search party started shaking his name. Thank God. What are you shouting for? That's my name! Oh, fuck! Well, how many times people shouted it before he was like, oh, shit. I know, yeah. It's just sobered up a bit, probably. We can start having a party. Uh-huh. Upon realising that they already had the man they were looking for, the authorities took him home to his family. <laughs> That's brilliant, that, isn't it? And then beat him to a pulp mm. for wasting their time. Possibly, yeah. It's fun, though. Molo! Huh? <laughs> Share my name for hello, yeah. yeah. And that's the guy we're looking for. What? Several hours. <laughs> You'd be fuming, wouldn't you? One of them people next to him. Like you kept me out here all fucking night, you <laughs> bastard. You're having a laugh. You're having a laugh. Hey ho, at least you're safe. Let's all laugh it off and walk three hours home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Call off the helicopter <laughs> and the bear, the tracking bear. It's in Turkey, I guess, and they have a tracking bear. Maybe in Russia. Yeah. Well, either way, it's fun. <laughs> oh, well. A family of Bigfoots KO'd my friend and killed his dog. Ah, On a camping trip from hell. I'd say so. 
A campers claimed that a trip to South Florida turned into a frightening night when his group came face to face with a family of Bigfoot creatures who began hurling rocks at them. This sounds very out of character for Bigfoot. I just want to say that. <laughs> now, I think these might be you know, redneck Bigfoots. Because <laughs> you're more civilised Bigfoots. They're not doing this. They're just having a bit of a stroll around, aren't they? Some tea, tea parties in the woods. Yeah. Your usual Bigfoots are just voyeurs, they just watch. And mm. That's it, they're voyeurs, yeah. Mm. They just masturbate slowly in a cupboard where you get mm. it on in the woods and they're wearing a Superman costume. <laughs> they cook more than anything. Uh. <laughs> so a, a man has recorded a camping trip in the US turned into a horrifying encounter with a family of Bigfoots who attacked his friend and killed his dog. Oh, man. There's no clear evidence that Bigfoot creatures, also known as Sasquatches, exist, however... There are many reported sightings, often by explorers, in the remote mountainous regions of the US. Sharing his story on the Sasquatch Chronicles podcast, John explained how he and his friends had just settled into their tents in a national park in South Florida when they started to hear a low hissing sound that escalated into a manic whooping noises. Wow. Inspecting outside, because that's the first thing you'd do. Uh, well, yeah, you would yeah. I mean, oh, fucking hell is that? I'm just going to sit here with a shotgun that I've no doubt brought with me. Sort of whoop, 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 sort of wood whooping. Yeah. John... Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> Inspecting outside, John remembered that he couldn't believe his eyes, saying there was a family group, probably around four or five of them. Well, I don't think he's in a position to comment on whether these guys are related or not. So I think it was like a bit of whoop, 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 and then the older males more like whoop, 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 Maybe. Whoop, whoop. Maybe these are Bigfoot, rowdy Bigfoot teens, drunk on tree sap. Nah. Whoop, 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 whoop. Mm. <laughs> they started throwing rocks into the campsite. One of the rocks went into my friend David's tent and knocked him in the head pretty good. It knocked him out. When we were taking care of him, the noises just kept getting louder and louder. Oh, one of the dogs you had was a Rottweiler. Well, <laughs> bloody hell, that's your favourite breed of dog, and now it's dead. <laughs> he took off, running into the woods towards one of the smaller ones that were out there. One of the larger ones stepped up and grabbed the dog and threw it like it was nothing, even though it probably weighed about 100 pounds. It was at that point we decided, OK, we need to pack this up and get out of here as quickly as we can. It was at that point, it was that point when I looked out and seen a family of them. That's when I'm fucking legging it. He says, pack up, did he? He's going to pack the tent up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, Mr Bigfoot. Nah. Um, it was this point, and when they returned to the scene later, they regrouped realised the dog was dead. He'd been picked up by the throat, so the trachea and the bones and muscle in the neck had all been crushed like he'd been hit by a car, John remembered. I just want to point out the loyalty of the Rottweiler there. Charging a fucking Bigfoot to save its owner. Yeah. RIPD to you. Reflecting on the incident, John was able to describe the creature's terrifying physical features in further detail, saying that they had darkish blue coloured skin and dreadlock-style matted hair over their bodies. And I'm going to say that that is not Bigfoot, that is the Predator. Predfoot. It's a Predfoot. (laughs) Predfoot. Clearly, that is a Predator. Did they shimmer in the light, did they? (laughs) Green eyes. And three red dots. Yeah. (laughs) He suggested it was their muscular physique that was most shocking, saying these things are muscled like Arnold Schwarzenegger times by ten. It's <laughs> fucking huge. There was one you could tell was definitely a male, and there was one <laughs> that was definitely a female. 
she was smaller but not by much. Uh, she was seven and a half, eight feet tall, and the male was probably close to the eleven foot range. And there were three of the smaller ones that were probably between six and a half, six and six and a half feet tall. Predators? He's on Bigfoots. He's definitely a man, though. I'm telling you. The male looked like he had football-sized biceps. Oh, <laughs> Ripped. A group of, the group of campers eventually scarpered and John remembered her returning to their campsite the next day. They were shocked by the damage that had been caused. The camp had pretty much been smashed. We had tents, we had tables and chairs. We had the old-fashioned metal chairs that were pretty sturdy. It takes a lot to break something like that. But we counted at least three of them that had been bended completely open like it was a piece of paper. It was pretty messed up when we got back out there the next day. Did the Bigfoot sort of like try to sit round their campfire on their little chairs and went... Maybe. Know, squashed them. Or I think they were drinking moonshine, absolutely yeah. bladdered, got spooked by something. Yeah. Tried to hightail it out of there, but being pissed up, they drove all over their campsite, drove over the dog, <laughs> and fucked off. <laughs> and then come back the next day and... Made up that stupid story. Or it was predators. <laughs> or it was pred feet. I think that's completely out of context for all Bigfoot characters. You know, I mean, every Bigfoot thing you read, they're never doing that sort of stuff. Unless I've just been very sheltered to the Bigfoot violence that is happening in America's great wildernesses. Maybe. Maybe we should get on the, on the podcast, innit? Well, Bigfoot. Yeah, we, we couldn't get Bigfoot on the podcast. Oh, we need to talk to him about it. Alright, what's next? Next up, doctors baffled as girl cries stone tears, shedding 15 rocks per day. Great. Stones? Yeah. The 15-year-old girl from Kanahudge, Uttar Pradesh, Northern India, is the centre of a bizarre medical mystery, with doctors claiming that her affliction is not medically possible. Well, it is, because it's happening. <laughs> Doctors are stumped by a teenage girl who appears to cry small rocks from one eye. For almost two months, her family members claim between 10 to 15 stones have come out of her left eye. Oh, that's just grim. In a clip which was filmed in the village, a lump can be seen in the upper left-hand side of her eyelid. A person off camera appears to massage it down until what appears to be a stone drops out of her eye and falls onto the girl's top. Oh, this is a magic trick then. Do you think? Yeah, it's sleight of hand. I can see that, yeah. Oh, I can't watch that shit. Later, another rock item drops from her eye, this time coming from the upper right-hand side. It drops down near her tear duct before falling again, with a woman catching it in her clothes. It's got to be some build-up of something, hasn't it? Some some salts from her mm. tear duct. Yeah. I can't do eyes. The girl then holds a rock sick. up in her hand before showing a collection of rocks, all of which allegedly came from her eyeball. The family have consulted doctors, all of whom insist it is not medically possible. Or oh, she's been possessed by magic. <laughs> Well, surely she, you know, they would have took her for an X-ray or something. <sighs> Who knows? Because the doctors are going, nah, you can't do it. They just got all right. <laughs> I can't. can't. I can't see somebody sticking little rocks up their eyes just to push them out. Nah, you never know, man. So it's 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 worth an X-ray, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yes, I guess so. It is worth an X-ray. She might have like a you know a little like sack that you know. Can't be pleasant. An abnormality mm. or something. Or a sack that's, you know, collecting, as I say. Yeah, otherwise there's nothing wrong. It's just like a normal girl, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Mm. 
Moving on. Glastonbury Festival. Traces of drugs found at the riverside. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's environmentally damaging levels of drugs have been found in the river. Again, no shit. How mm. <laughs> much drugs are done on that weekend, Claire? Come on. Well, it's dangerous levels of MDMA and cocaine. Yeah. So the Glastonbury organisers suspect that public urination has caused the increase and urge festival goers to use the toilets provided. So researchers fear it could derail the uh, conservation efforts for uh, the European eels in the area. The eels are too fucking bothered, they're off the tits. (laughs) What if we collect all the piss of all the people in Glastonbury, Mm. filter it, so you can you drink could, it. You could filter It'd it be like cocaine water, wouldn't it? Well, couldn't you sort of filter it, then boil it off? Get the cocaine back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you could do that. That'd be Probably cool. Could, could you get yeah. the, you know, it's chemistry, isn't it? It's chemistry, yeah. You could uh, mm. evaporate it off, couldn't you? Or you could just let people piss into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, the problem where this falls down... <laughs> right, Mike... I, I, You've got to I go round. You You've got to go round with some kind of funnel on a backpack with a tube or some kind of piss collecting container. Yeah. And leads up to them. Them hats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking like a barrel on your back. Yeah, a tube uh, in your mouth. Why were you drinking it down then? <laughs> yeah. In that case, you are just like piss in your mouth and stick with the elaborate ruse. <laughs> you know, I was thinking you were going to take it off and do chemistry to it. Uh. And make it safe to drink rather than just drinking people's piss. But no, so in this case, if you need drugs at your Glastonbury. You can't, yeah. you know. You think it's got me too today. Oh, all right, just pissing me mouth. <laughs> hey, mate, are you on coke? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I don't know if people sound on cocaine. Yeah, yeah, I'm on coke. Yeah, yeah. Just pissing my mouth, would you? <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> Dentist chair, me. All right. <laughs> So, measurements both upstream and downstream of the site were taken during and after the festival in 2019. The study found, as I said before, MDMA concentrations had quadrupled the weekend of the festival, um, suggesting long-term release from the site. So, it's always going to be sort of pissing in the out. soil. And so, it's everywhere, isn't it? I was surprised, surprised that he'd ever let cows or anything back in there because then it would get back into the milk production and all sorts. Oh, you got a point there. But then again, mm. with the, the amount of crap that's in all our food and the food chain. Yeah. Well, a spokeswoman for the Glassbury Festival said that the environmental agency had not raised any concerns with them on the matter following the 2019 event. It's probably because they were paid off not to, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. A lot of drugs been done that weekend. A lot of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> It's not surprising, is it? <laughs> no. Yeah, another one of the organisers says, we, we do not condone the use of illegal drugs and it continues to successfully, strongly discourage public urination at the site. Oh, man, you always get told off by the fun police and download if you it's four in the morning, take a piss, cheeky piss along the uh, the fence wall. Mm. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, can you not do that? You're like, oh, come on, mate, the toilet's all the way over there. I was going to hold on for that long. <laughs> Then I discovered the joys of just getting a piss bottle. Piss bottle, piss tent. Oh no. No, we've had problems with even pissing in tents before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not as bad as that bucket I found full of shit in that abandoned tent at download. <laughs> it could have been ours. 
we had a we had a tent with a bucket and people were pissing it and then someone just took it a step too far, didn't they? Was yeah. it people were coming back saying, "Look, what I found this tent and all this going into tents," and you went into one, it was a shit in the bucket. <laughs> I was looking for somewhere to piss. <laughs> well, and there was an abandoned tent. Hey, presto! There was an abandoned tent, but this bucket was full of shit. It was, <laughs> they hadn't just been peeing in it; it was like full of shit. The, the, the smell drew me at first. <laughs> it did. Drew it. <laughs> what the fucking hell is that? That stinks. <laughs> Let me check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to avoid the, the stench at the other toilets, and I'll go towards this stinking tent. Well, I'm just curious more than anything. Why is that abandoned tent stink of shit? Why is this abandoned tent stink of shit? And I was like, oh, clearly there's the answer. <laughs> Don't judge me! That's alright, I was the one that was pissing in one of the buckets before someone did the shit. That was at Reddy in there, that one. Oh, wow. You stay using portaloos. I, I don't know who we thought we were going to empty that bucket when we, when we set, set up the piss tent. Yeah, that's what I never understand about people who go on caravans, they have the chemical toilets. You just have to go and empty it. That's why I don't want to spend a holiday. I don't want to spend my holiday emptying my own piss out of something. You have to do it every couple of days, and they're so like the, these days. You just open a thing and o- open like a latch on it, and you don't have to see it. it, it I know, but I still got to go and empty it, and I. That's not an holiday to me. Mm. Emptying my own fecal matter and piss into a larger container is, or a toilet, is not how I want to go. That's not how I want to do on holiday. Well, in Turkey, you got to wipe your ass and put the toilet paper in your bin. Yeah, they do that in. A, in um, Spain sometimes as well. Yeah, that's not cool. Gran Canaria, they definitely did that. Well, I never abided by the rules, admittedly. B days are the way for They are. Then Chinese toilets with the little uh, LED lights and sprays and deodorizers. That's the way forward. Oh, right. Yeah, smart toilets. Mm. They determine if you've got bowel cancer before you before analysing your shit. <laughs> That'll be the future, man. Catch it early. Yeah, why not? Smart toilets. We can get cancer down to zero, can't we? Check the poo. Always check the poo. Imagine every home having one of them. Be a bit of a shit alive, even though I'm having shit. <laughs> you have bowel cancer. Oh, fuck <laughs> it. But at least, you know. <laughs> no, I like to think you're a bit of a. I don't know if I'm going to tell you this, Mike, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to print it out and it comes out the side of the bar. toilet tear it off and it's like, I'm so sorry, but you have bowel cancer. Oh, man. There, there. Everything will be okay. <laughs> yeah, it will get it at the very early stage, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it would virtually require little surgery or whatever and get it sorted straight away. I don't think the Chinese have got there. They've got ones with a little fountain. No, I know, yeah, but <laughs> I'm just saying in the future that's something that could be a possibility. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Why not? I think it's going to save a lot of lives. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, but no one's interested in that. Well, that's what they do, faecal screening, don't they, for bowel cancer? They do, but it's like, you know, they could put a smart toy in everyone's home or they could make a really new cool missile. Which one are they going to do? I don't know. That's the tragedy of the world. Yeah. And on that happy note, <laughs> let's end the show. I've been Ben. Thank you very much for listening. 
If you're at Glastonbury, I don't care if you're pissing the river or not. The fish are loving it. Fair enough. Harvey Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Harvey, don't get so pissed that you're looking for yourself.